you would think after how many episodes I would have figured this out by now. I actually checked the count recently and we're around 90, which mm. means uh, sometime this off season, we'll probably hit the big uh, 100, assuming we get renewed for a fourth season. Oh, boy. This is the end of our rookie contract, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see if, um, what is it called? Red Circle picks up our fifth year option or not. <laughs> oh, so much pressure. Much like Daniel Jones, not holding my breath. Jeez, you really had to go there already. We just hit the off season. <laughs> and it's actually a terrible example because he's expected to sign a multi-year extension at this point, but on brand for the show. <laughs> right. Two best of friends. You think we're still going to hang out after what you just did to me? You are lying. I want that on record that you're done. Who think they know football? I will not listen to any slander against the great name of Ezekiel Elliott. I think you're an idiot. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. I look like I normally do. A freaking moron. Let's be real, Fitzpatrick is a beautiful man. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We don't do smart here. It's a multi-dollar production, I'll say that. The 2M Football Show starts now. Welcome, welcome, welcome back in to another episode of the 2M Football Podcast. With you as always, Mike and Matt. And uh, it's been a minute since we chatted. I don't think we've had um, an official recorded conversation since Super Bowl 57, have we? No, I, I I don't think we have. I think we had to give it some time to sink in because it was one uh one hell of a ride on that one. It sure was. It sure was. Yeah, and uh, not to mention what um we've got going on in our in our lives outside of the podcast, but we don't have to get into that. Especially you. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Right, right. Of course. But it's all peaches and cream over here. <laughs> um. Well. In any case, it's all over. We're officially, we've entered the the off season. And um, so today we're going to talk about it. We'll, we'll go over some news that I've been holding off on uh, for our Super Bowl preview. Uh, we will, of course, talk about the Super Bowl. We're not going to go through. I already deleted my 30 pages of notes I had on getting into the nitty gritty of the play by play. So see, this is all part of my grand scheme is just delay, delay and hope that you eventually take off 10 or 15 pages. And then (laughs) as it becomes less and less relevant. Yeah. It's all part of the master plan. Uh, Another thing I I thought it would be fun to do on this is, is take a look at our, our preseason predictions that we made. Oh God. How we did. (laughs) Spoiler alert. We're we're always young and dumb. Not great. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe now we're just older and dumb. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that wisdom that's supposed to come with age. <laughs> oh. maybe, maybe next year. Just like the Bears. And after that, we will uh, give a brief uh, layout the plan for our offseason, um, as it will, of course, revolve around the major dates coming up in the NFL's offseason. So without further ado, let's get into some of these news items. Derek Carr has been released by the Raiders, as was um, as expected at this point. They couldn't find a trade partner um, because it was 
public knowledge that they were going to release him. So why would anyone trade for him? <laughs> and uh, he's met with the Saints and the Jets already, among many other teams he's expected to talk to before making a decision on where he will continue his NFL career. You know, after not bad, not a bad year at all. Yeah, I feel bad for with, the guy. With, with the Raiders, like, I don't <laughs> understand. I feel like they just started to get the pieces around him, and then they decide to release him. Right, poor Devontae Adams. Like, he went there to play with his old college QB, and after one year, he's going to be playing with potentially a rookie or Jared Stidham. Uh, Mac Jones was some someone mentioned. Oh, right, because there's the um, the connection with the, the the former offensive coordinator, right? What's his name? McDaniel. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You're following along now. I was just saying random words until I, my brain caught up and remembered. Um, it's been, to be perfectly honest, a little bit refreshing not to be constantly uh, getting news notifications and writing NFL notes. Uh, I'm in a in a way I'm happy to be in the off season. <laughs> I don't know about you. At least for now, give it a couple of months and it'll all be chaos again for a short stint. Yep. A um, couple of quick hitters. Brian Flores is the new Vikings defensive coordinator. The Colts have hired uh, former Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Sykin as their new head coach. And I think that's the final head coaching vacancy that was left from the end of the season, of the previous season. Fun fact. You told me to remember this. I don't know how I remember this. <laughs> I don't know how because I already forgot what it was. I'm excited to hear it again. So the Colts have hired the offensive coordinator from the Eagles both times they went to the Super Bowl. <clears throat> First yeah. was Frank Reich, mm-hmm. and now it's Shane Steichen. That's pretty interesting. I was going to say it didn't work out great with Frank Reich, but he had a he had a, he had some good years there. He started off really well, and then I don't know what happened this past year. It's like everything that could have went wrong went wrong. Yeah. Two years ago, the number one offensive line in the league, Jonathan Taylor taking the league by storm. They upgraded to a veteran quarterback, and then it just, everything went wrong. They upgraded to a veteran quarterback, then they sort of downgraded to another older veteran quarterback. And <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Eric Bieniemy is the new commander's offensive coordinator. Interesting move, as he's been the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, obviously, the last several years. Um, and every offseason since, really, Mahomes showed up and that offense exploded. He's been talked about as a head coaching candidate. Now he he leaves from the city, not for a head coaching gig, but to be the offensive coordinator in uh, Washington. Yeah, a lot of people were questioning what what was going on with this, but the understanding is the fact that he wants to show that it's more than just Andy Reid and Mahomes' success, and I think that's the that's been the the stopping block from getting a head coaching gig is there's too much concern that it's Andy Reid designing and calling more of the plays and having somebody like Mahomes at the helm right. than actually Eric Bieniemy doing something yeah and immediately my mind went to what happened with nathaniel hackett who was 
credited or you know Aaron Rodgers speaks highly of him he was what, what was he the quarterback coach or was he the offensive coordinator in Green Bay he, he was the offensive coordinator okay thank you and then you know talked about as a head coaching candidate gets the job in Denver gets arguably a very good quarterback as well but it all falls to pieces um, without Rodgers so with that as a case study, it could make sense for uh, the enemy to, to prove it with the, and he'll have to, <laughs> he'll have his work cut out for him working with the likes of, I think Carson Wentz is expected to be gone. I think it's going to be Sam Howell, who was a rookie this past year. And if he can make that guy look good in this Washington offense, uh, no one will be able to doubt his credentials at that point. And he's Correct. also the assistant head coach, apparently. Yep. So I think I think that's going to make for a good pairing. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it works. It's going to be very weird Total. to not see him in a Kansas City uniform mm-hmm. or jacket or whatever the coaches wear on the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're kind of like uniforms, but you know. Yeah. Um, Brock Purdy's planning to have elbow surgery. Expected back by training camp. Um, whatever. Uh, 49ers quarterback battle going to be very interesting when training camps start up uh, later in the summer. The Cardinals hired um, Eagles defensive coordinator. I always want to say Rich Gannon. I know that's not right. I wonder if there's any place in there. <laughs> Jonathan Gannon uh, as their next head coach. It's funny. Um, the Super Bowl was played in Arizona. We're going to talk about it in a minute, but you know, everyone oh. knows what happened. The Eagles gave up 38 points, and uh, Sorio texted me. He made the joke that they they just left him in Arizona. <laughs> they didn't even bring him back. <laughs> That's actually very funny. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, also they, notable, they purposely that, did knock on his hotel door. Right, right. The team gets on the plane and leaves, and, and Jonathan's like, "Ah, oh, crap!" And the Cardinals are like, "Well, while you're here, yeah." And I think it's notable that the Eagles lose both their coordinators uh, from this past season to go take head coaching opportunities elsewhere to draw another. It's really going to put emphasis on on next year's season because we both made the assumption, and I think we noted this later on, that the Eagles are going to head back for another de- at least a deep postseason run. However, the loss of both of their coordinators does make this a little bit more interesting and to see how the play calling is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A um, couple items for your Packers corner. Uh, they're bringing back Aaron Jones after a salary reduction. All I can think about now when I think about him, at least my recency bias, is his fumbling in the San Francisco game. Or, or no, wait, it was Detroit. They didn't even get to San Francisco this year. <laughs> Yeah, no, it wasn't actually San Francisco, right, 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 right. I almost feel better about because I swear to go there and lose to San Francisco a fourth time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Aaron Jones is back. That's good. The other, uh, but it wasn't the it wasn't the Aaron Blank is returning to Green Bay news that we've all been uh, wondering about even more, which is of course Aaron Rodgers. No decision yet. Um, I've seen the possibility floated of him going to the Jets. Uh, Sauce Gardner, who had uh, delicious Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> named after him. I did try those on the Super Bowl. Uh, the Sauce Gardner's sauce 
wings. Very good. Um, but anyway, he's been recruiting or pulling hard, at least on Twitter. It would be hilarious in a way if Rodgers were to go to the Jets in particular, following in Brett Favre's footsteps. <laughs> yeah, and then it all goes downhill from here. Yes. Well, it went slightly back uphill the first year with Minnesota, but yeah. <laughs> I remember Jet Favre. It would be interesting for Rodgers to do the same path. I, I doubt he would, but they have inquired about a trade. And we, and I assume the Packers front office too, and everyone else in the league awaits the result of his darkness retreat. I really don't care. I would rather move on and deal with the consequences now than keep playing around. I mean, what's frustrating is in the past, what, 30 years, we've had three phenomenal quarterbacks, but we've only won the Super Bowl twice. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what's frustrating. Rodgers should have brought more, but we never had a defense. And when we finally get a defense, the special teams decides to blow it. And then when it was Special teams and the off defense look to show up. The offense is just God knows where. <laughs> yeah, it it has like, been. Um, the past five years have been like, what is going on? Every year there's like one one side of the ball that we cannot get right. And it and it dooms us. Yeah. So, yeah. At this point, I'm pretty much indifferent. I'm I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see Jordan Love. You know. I saw enough from that half of the Eagles game he played this past year. Where I'm like, okay, looks good. Let's go. Let's do it. Hey, and you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if the first four or five games are rough when you're actually being out there consistent. But I feel I feel confident in Matt LaFleur. I feel confident in our, in our passing game coordinator and our quarterbacks coach that we can find a way to figure this out. And I'd rather get the lumps out of the way now than keep these like almost false hopes up that something's going to change. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not to get too much into it, but this is going to be his fourth year in the league. They've got a decision to make. Uh, this will be the last year of his rookie contract, I think. He's just been riding the bench for three years, which incidentally is what Rodgers did before Favre finally moved on. And it's like, hey, look, this Rodgers guy is actually really good. Right. How incredible would it be for them, for them to have Oh, my God. If we struck it four time. times in a row, yeah. geez, there's got to be some type of record for that. Anyway, we will see. So that's one of the many off-season storylines um, that we'll be anxiously keeping an eye on. This was an interesting one um, that I, a headline I saw: the NFL considering a rule change so that teams can't hire a new head coach until after the Super Bowl. And I saw this and I was like, yes, thank you, because I've always found it so strange that coordinators and coaches deep in playoff runs with their current team are, are off interviewing for jobs like during the most crucial point of the season. Like that, that's always been a weird thing to me. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't see what well, I don't see it as strange. I get where like your focus should be on, you know, the postseason and the Super Bowl, given the fact everything's one and done at that point. But at the same time, like everyone's always looking forward to what the next step is, especially if you're either an ambitious coordinator or you're a hypo type of coordinator. Like, you know, teams kind of want to make decisions sooner rather than later. So I understand that, like, not the rush, but like the Cooper rush. Yes. <laughs> I almost said he's in the XFL, but he's not. 
Yeah. By the way, speaking of rule changes, there was. Have you looked up anything about that? The XFL. A little bit, yeah. I tried to. I tried to watch a game the other day, but I couldn't. So there was this mass movement for a very interesting rule change that they want to bring from the XFL to the NFL, and it involves the one-two-three point method. Oh, under- after a touchdown. Yes. So when the team scores a touchdown, they have three options. They can go for the extra point, worth one. They can go for a standard two-point conversion, which I believe is off the two-yard line or the five-yard line, or they can go for a three-point conversion from the 10-yard line. Right, and then you can get nine points from a touchdown. And if they are successful on those... Do you know the kickoff rule then for the team? Isn't it like instead of an onside kick, you can try like a fourth and 15 or something like that? One offensive. Yes. Yeah. And maintain possession of the ball, which was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And it puts a whole new spin on time management at that point. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It changes so much strategy because wasn't there a game this past weekend where a team was up like. 15 to three or something. Yep. And And because of those rules, they went for six and then they went for three and then they went for a fourth and 15 and converted it. Right. Right. And then I don't know who the quarterback was, but I thought it was. Was it Ben DiNucci? Um, What was AJ? I think it was AJ McCarron. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember you sent me that list. There are actually some there's some names in the XFL this year. Or this time around. But yeah, so apparently a lot of players saw those types of things. And then they were pointing off the kickoff return, which was interesting because the the lines that are typically running at each other right. um, are stationary. And they're only like 10 yards apart until the kick return gets the ball in his hands. And then they start going towards each other. Right, and I think that was a safety thing, right? So you don't have these collisions of guys sprinting full speed at each other. Uh, yeah, and there was there was a pretty popular thing of saying that that's not a bad idea either because it still keeps the excitement of it forces the runner to return it, right? So it gets rid of the whole kicking it, starting at the, the what, the 20-yard line or whatever. And yeah, touchbacks on every kickoff, yeah. Right, and it forces them to run it back while doing it in a safe way, kind of bringing back the old excitement of kickoff returns yeah yeah which could also swing the momentum because if you're forcing a kick return it also means that the likelihood of a kickoff return for a touchdown could potentially go up which again we talk about momentum swings all the time that could again be a total game changer yeah i mean remember um, we're old enough to remember Devin Hester and the impact that he could have before they moved the kickoff forward and stuff and, and eliminated it most of the time. And it is just another exciting play that can happen. And if you can, and the argument for eliminating it was safety. So if they can find a way to keep it and make it safer. And that's the cool thing about having like a spring league where they can try out weird stuff like this and see what sticks and they can see the rules live in action and easier to uh, make a decision about like yeah that could work in the nfl and then apparently the last thing i'll mention on it is there's something about the replay i didn't see what it was but everyone was like the nfl needs to adopt this type of replay system isn't it like they can challenge absolutely anything they want 
I don't even know if it was the way they challenged it or it was the way the cameras were set up to get oh, better okay. views of it. Oh, like they've got the sky judge or whatever, right? Something like that, because they were able to make calls kind of quicker and they were able to get better angles. They almost like a Madden angle is kind of, I think I heard somebody describe it. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so already only like one or was it one week into it already and everyone's wants these rules adopted to the NFL. It's kind of funny, but it's something to kind of keep your eyes open on. Totally. This has been your XFL corner. Oh, that was good. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, I brought something. <laughs> Last thing, uh, there's a new Netflix series coming out this summer called Quarterback. Called We Lost All of Our Accounts Because You Can't Share Them Anymore? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, too soon? Yeah, I'm still in. I'm still mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the show is going to feature Patrick Mahomes, uh, for some reason Marcus Mariota, and also Matt's best friend, Kirk Cousins. Hell yeah. I guess these guys were all mic'd up for every game during the season. and it, It's going to be... Um, Similar to All or Nothing in a way, except focused on just these three guys on and Man, off the I'm field. I'm so mad they're not bringing that back. Yeah, it it kind of got. I feel like the for earlier seasons were the best, and then it got more. I think the best are the Cardinals, and then maybe yeah. the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, I remember some good moments from from the Cowboys too. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Some of us, those of us that still have a Netflix account. We'll see how this one pans. I had to do it. It was too easy, yeah. but I had to do it. I know. I appreciate it. It's always good to keep current events into these shows. Uh, all right. Well, that all being said, let's quickly go through, uh, talk about Super Bowl. The Chiefs eked out a three-point victory, 38-35 over the Eagles at the last second. Uh, essentially a game-winning field goal. We won't we won't talk about the Hail Mary <laughs> Attempt. No, I mean they they won the game strategically, but like it's so frustrating when you're like you're watching what they're doing, and it's like oh I just want this to go into overtime. We could make this <laughs> exciting, but they're being strategic. I will give a massive round of applause to uh, who was running the ball. Oh, Pacheco. No. He had the opportunity to score, but he took the strategic decision yes. to slide down and go down at like the one yard line. I remember the play. I don't remember who it was, but I know. Oh what you're my talking God. About. It's got to be in your notes. You put it in your notes. Probably didn't put it in your notes. Mike, I didn't you put it in my notes, notes, but I am frantically researching. Oh, is it Jared don't. McKinnon? What? The Juju? I don't know. <laughs> No, it wasn't Juju, you freaking moron. <laughs> well, it was one of those three guys. It was either Isaiah Pacheco. No. Juju Smith Schuster. No. Or Derek McKinnon. It was McKinnon because it he, was McKinnon. Ran, yep. he ran it down to the two and then sat down instead of scoring. Yep. And yep. it's like you got all excited because you're like, there's the touchdown. And everyone goes, why did he stop? And it's like, well, that's that's like strategy there instead of taking the personal glory he took the team glory it was yeah and it was one of those where the defense was um low-key trying to let him score and, and not make the tackle it, it, remember um remember Gurley for the falcons a couple of years ago there was a play where like i remember this so well it was against the lions and uh 
they were yeah, the lions basically were staring up at the sky or something like letting Gurley run and Gurley ran it in and, he, and there was just too much time he left realized it. he realized at the last second and tried to stop himself from scoring the touchdown which is such a weird thing to say he scored and then because of that the lions got the ball back and eventually won that game <laughs> yeah anyway, um gonna did the smart thing and didn't score but um obviously before that there was the controversy of the defensive holding that was called on James Bradbury on the, the third down play right before that. I mean, the one thing that quelled that should have quelled that whole thing by now is Bradbury did kind of admit he did hold and was trying to get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I mean, I don't think that's what people are arguing necessarily that by the letter of the law, it wasn't a foul just more that they hadn't called it all game. And then they decided to throw the flag in that crucial situation I feel like in the playoffs in general, you usually hear so much more of like of the let them play train of thought. And that's arguably what they had done this entire game until that moment where they threw the flag. I mean, personally, I don't think it would have resulted in much. I think the Chiefs still would have kicked the field goal. They would have. There just would have been a lot more time left for the Eagles to potentially kick a field goal of their own. And, And like you said, send it to overtime, which is what everybody wanted. This game was so great. Nobody wanted it to end. Uh, offensive fireworks all the way around. I mean, Super Bowl record, three rushing touchdowns by Jim yeah. Hearns. Yeah. Mahomes yeah. matches that with three through the air. Like, I, I like the comment you made where this legitimately felt like it was the best teams in the league finally going at it. There wasn't this weird, wonky sort of one-sided affair where it was like it either was exciting for the first half and then just totally went off the rails it came down to those final plays yeah yeah and i feel like these were two teams with full of players like at the height of their powers and uh just doing battle it was uh, really fun to watch i do want to say that the glaringness came out overall though that the eagles led at the beginning but again they've not really played any true teams in the postseason this was really their first test and they didn't have enough gas in the tank to make it all four quarters as exciting as it was like i watched an eagle team struggle yeah and especially on defense which is what I was surprised by that actually you could argue in the first half, the defense was good. They only gave up seven points on offense but to the chiefs offense. It was 24, 14 Eagles at halftime. The, the chiefs other touchdown came on a, a weird defensive play where uh, Jalen hurts, the, the ball just slipped out of his hands as he was trying to yeah, run fumbled. And it was a recovery open score. Yeah. But yep. so they only allowed the defense only allowed seven points in the first half, but after Rihanna and her floating platforms left the field, yeah, after we played Smash Brothers on, you know, halftime. Uh-huh, at the, at the Cardinal Stadium. It was three straight touchdown drives. Philly just had no answer anymore. And even before that, uh, that, that third down play with the penalty called, they had, you know, they had allowed them to, they were doing it again. They were five minutes on the clock when the Chiefs began that final drive, and they just ran it all the way down. And uh, that, so that was the biggest surprise to me. That's sort of why I thought it would be more of a defensive battle because of how dominant this Eagles unit has been all year. But uh, Mahomes scores when he wants, and they were they were unstoppable. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like like we mentioned earlier that these teams are, are on their way to another postseason trip next year. It's going to be more interesting with the fact that the Eagles have now lost both their coordinators. Yep. Um, and I can almost argue that as much as Eric Benemy can benefit from success in Washington, it, the team may look different without him there because he does have influence on the play calling. I mean, at the end of the day, they kind of let Patrick do whatever he wants. Right. But he's still the OC and still has influence and coordinates with Andy Reid. So we could see a little bit of a change. But for a team that traded away arguably its most powerful offensive weapon in Tyreek Hill, this team looked better than ever. Yep. <laughs> um, and some are starting to say that the uh, the Chiefs dynasty has started to roll. And you kind of can't blame them at this point. Right. I mean, Mahomes is how old is Mahomes? Like 25? He's got two we Super don't talk Bowls. about that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We uh, we're old. Let me see. He was born in '95, so he's three years. Oh, he's actually late twenties. That's a bit older than I thought, <laughs> but still. Oh God, does that make you feel freaking better? Not really. Okay, there what, we go. What have I accomplished in my life? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sitting in a dark room by yourself talking on the computer. Dark and cold. I'm in that room with no insulation. Anyway, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's take a quick break and come back and look at our preseason predictions. Oh my god, we're gonna look so stupid. Won't be the first time, won't be the last. <laughs> no. And we did are we, back. Did we at least do okay. We did okay. 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 Um, and you are going to be hearing this for the first time too, because I have these in a secret notes document. I noticed. I just saw things, and I'm like, I hope he's got notes because I don't, I can't comment on any of this. Well, now that it's all over and the dust is settled, we're going to take a look. Um, and since we were dumb enough to make these predictions and record them <laughs> for anyone to go listen to, oh, I did God. that. I did that. So we're going to see how we're doing. Or see how we did. And before I... We should start tracking year over year what our records are. That is a great idea. See if we're getting smarter or dumber. Or just uh, honestly, I probably don't want to know the answer. But for the viewers, it'd be interesting. It's a good, good thought experiment. Um, I'm going to have to get like a buzzer sound and a ding sound effects for what we get right and get wrong. We'll see if I... We'll see if we can swing that with our budget. <laughs> So first, let's go through the division winners. Preseason, we both actually picked the Bengals, and we were correct. Oh. Score one for the now, good guys. Now it's all downhill. Kind of. AFC South, <laughs> I picked the Colts, which looks just horrendous now. <laughs> you picked the Titans, and at least for them, it came down to the final game. They could have won it. But the actual division winners in the AFC South were the Jaguars, which I don't think... I don't know how you could have possibly seen that coming after they were, what, 2-14 and 14 the year before. Again, it's kind of like you, you, you expect like growth and maybe some positive momentum to go forward, but that's not something anyone expected. But the, the, the Titans had just bad timing with their injuries. A.J. Brown was gone. It was just they had a train wreck this year. And, I mean, you say that, but the Colts had an even bigger train wreck. The AFC East we nailed with the Bills. That was an easy one. 
AFC West, you could argue, was an easy one. It was for you. You picked the Chiefs. Um, I picked the Chargers. Although, I just want to say, listening back oh to my, that episode. No. You, you are, like, glued to these Chargers. You're going to pick them next year, too, I'm sure. Well, hold on, though. Because you were actually mad at me because I went first and said the Chargers. You wanted them, but you went to the with the Chiefs to be different. And, and for that reason, you were correct. <laughs> A little bit of an asterisk there, I gotta say. But <laughs> in the NFC, NFC North, I picked the stupid Packers. <laughs> Did not happen, obviously. You, <laughs> this is another one where you said something like that you how you almost wanted to go with the Vikings, and then at the last second you did. <laughs> and you were correct. The Vikings won the division. NFC South, the Buccaneers won it, as you predicted. I put way too many eggs in Jameis Winston in the Saints basket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is another so, actually, I didn't do too bad so far. No, you did, you did better than me here. So, this is another funny one. AFC, NFC South, you said this is a no-brainer. And I said, I must not have a brain then, which turned out to be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> NFC East, uh, this was one that actually I got right picking the Eagles. You took the Cowboys. Mm, Eagles ended yeah, up winning. I don't, I, I don't know about that one anymore. Yeah, I feel feel like that wasn't a wise decision. I don't know. I feel like the Cowboys started out decently, and I don't know what happened in the middle of the season. I don't know either. The, the defense was so – I feel like their defense was as big a story as their offense early on. Didn't, weren't, wasn't Cooper Rush like 4-1 and one in the games he played while Dak was hurt? Yeah, and like we figured Dak would come back and he just he he isn't panning out all of a sudden. Yeah, the offense and, and, and now they have they have running back like there there's a running back decision to make. Like I've advocated for Tony Pollard for what two seasons now? Yeah, and he only looks better by the by the year, by the game. Zeke looks old and slow, but Jerry Jones still loves him. Yeah, it's, so I don't know. They have, they have like critical decisions to make there, and I think McCarthy's got one more chance at this. He'll have a new offensive coordinator, right? They got um. Yeah, Kellen Moore's gone. He's in what? Yeah. He's in uh. Didn't they swap Chargers now, right? Chargers? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they didn't actually swap. We were saying it would be funny if they did. I don't know where Joe Lombardi is. But anyway, the last division, the NFC West, I also got right taking the 49ers. Though not how I expected it to happen. I gotta say, I wasn't I didn't think it was gonna be Brock Purdy leading them to the division title. Well, if we were gonna pick quarterbacks, we would have we wouldn't even be discussing that. I, I did not know he existed until he started playing. <laughs> uh you had picked the Rams to win that one, which reasonable defending Super Bowl champs. So and ultimately that just was not at all gonna happen. Overall, you picked five out of eight division winners correctly. Kudos to you. I got four out of eight. So, nice work. Yeah, I'll take that. That's a passing grade, right? That's like a 60%. Yeah, I mean, with the curve that we're graded on, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Between the two of us? Yeah. In terms of our playoff sleepers, uh, you picked the Lions and the Raiders. Lions were close. Hey, and the Lions were, we were kind of laughing about it at the beginning of the year. And then as they, the year went on, yeah, it didn't become too much of a joke. 
Well, they started out one and six, right? And then they they just tore it the rest of the year. And Mm -hmm. it was just, I don't know. Dan Campbell is the guy for that team. I don't know if I can fully still get behind um, Jared Goff under center, but he's doing fine. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I think there's some questions around DeAndre Swift, but yes. um, mm-hmm. but other than that, I mean, St. Brown stepped up in the wide receiving core. They did have a decent running back game. The defense with Aiden Hutchinson being drafted and the, and the, and the safeties playing very well. Like the defense is almost, was almost the talking point of that team um, yeah. with the way they could force turnovers in games against like Rogers and, 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 even putting it to, to like the Vikings within the division. I mean, they weren't the bottom of the division this year and they, they beat green Bay. Yeah. I feel like this division is going to be wide open and the lions are going to be an exciting part of that uh, next year. But uh, so they came close, but sadly neither of your playoff sleepers made it. I had the saints and the dolphins um, who dolphins looked really good early on, but they just ended up just barely squeaking into the playoffs. Well, I don't know if Tua can remember playing at all, but, you know. Oh, gosh. Speaking of brutal jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Ikes. <laughs> they did, though. They got into the playoffs. So our first season, we were 0 for 4. Last year, we got 2 for 4. This year, back down to 1 out of 4 combined. But that's okay. At least we got one. Yeah, that's all that counts. And then our Super Bowl picks. Do you remember yours? We talked about it preseason. Preseason, you had the Bills against the Buccaneers, which uh, you had the Bucks winning. I think no, I forget now. I I thought I had the Bills winning. You had the Bills winning and Brady retiring, which at least you got that part of it right. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I had to go. I had to get something right out of that because the rest of it went to hell. Well, you got more right than me because I had Bills versus Packers. Jeez. Yeah, again, you, you, this is why we don't look back at how confident we were, what was that, 21 weeks ago? You know, the Bills were very close, or at least they were. At least they were as good as, you know, we were kind of expecting them to be, unlike the Packers. And the yeah. Bucks, arguably the Bucks didn't even deserve to be in the playoffs either. <laughs> So you know, they only made it by default of that division. Right. And, uh, yeah, I got NFL awards on here. I feel like this one's impossible to predict. We got, Did uh, we get any of them? So combined, we got one right out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight categories. Who got it right? I did. I got Justin Jefferson as the offensive player of the year. Everything else Damn we got it. was wrong. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know. Who do we pick for coach of the years? Coach coach of the year, you had Dan Campbell, which I feel like he had a good argument. If they had made the playoffs, he might have got it, but it went to Brian Dable. I mean, Brian Dable did turn that offense around. That was just a pitifulness, and everyone wrote off Daniel Jones. I think he was helped by Saquon Barkley coming back. Mm-hmm. But he, he really come back. Like, oh, um, Geno Smith. Smith. Yeah, you know what? I can't argue that. I don't know. What did he come back from? Sucking the rest of his year, his career? I mean, I don't know. You could say the same about Saquon Barkley. He's actually been, what, healthy for two, three seasons now? I mean, I guess. 
And Michael Thomas just continued to be injured. So that was my pick that went nowhere. So anyway, that's uh, that's how we did. We did pretty, we did okay predicting divisions. Uh, that, that's about it. <laughs> Can't we do it again? I would like to say we'll do better next year, but I mean, I'm not going to lie. We're going to do it again. I don't know if it'll be better. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every year the league gets descends further into chaos, which is great. I mean, that's what makes it such an entertaining product, right? Well, the more you can bring the teams in a balanced format, like the more chaos ensues. Like, I just want at least one or two seasons where there's no crappy team. Like this year it was the Texans, but like, I don't know. It's been the Texans for a few years now. Yeah. We thought the Jags were right there with them, but look how fast uh, Doug Peterson pulled that team out of the gutter. I mean, the Rams made yeah. turn their season around with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that that's what makes it exciting. Mm-hmm. We we laugh at some of these decisions, and then we're just like, that worked. Yeah, and the thing is, there's a whole lot of roster moves and and changes that are going to happen between now and then, which brings us to the off season primer. Oh, vacation. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, I mean. So free agency is actually only like three weeks away. Don't make me mad. We'll probably be able to take at least two weeks off before we talk about some of the top free agents. Um, but free agency begins down everything you own. <laughs> begins March fifteenth, uh, which is incidentally the uh, premiere of Ted Lasso season three. So I don't, I don't know, know how much that is. Attention. You okay? You don't know what that? Okay. Oh, Did they just disappoint you. Uh a little bit, but I'm not surprised. I don't. Okay, I don't know what I'm more concerned about. Anyway, yeah. So yay, Ted Lasso day. <laughs> yay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually coming up pretty soon, and then uh, the draft begins April 27th. So those are the biggest things coming up in the off season. Uh, I always we always say that's when the real off season starts is is when the draft is over because that's when you've got a couple months where just nothing's happening until training camps. So. In terms of our coverage, like I said before, we'll probably take a few weeks off. I don't know if they're well-deserved or not. Probably not. But we're going to take a few weeks off. Hey, I put a lot of effort into reading these notes every week. I appreciate you staying awake long enough to even do that. <laughs> I call it a win. Um, but, yeah, we'll we'll be back pro- probably the week before free agency opens to go through some of the videos. One of these recording sessions, you're just going to hear snoring. It sounds like you're close right now, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so we'll do our free agency preview then and talk about some of the other biggest offseason. Hopefully there's a lot more news. We'll have hope maybe some answers to some of the questions we started the show with. Yeah, yeah. Derek Carr will probably have a team before the draft, I assume. Maybe before. Uh, since they released him, he's already a free agent. So I think he's free to sign any time. So, yeah, we'll have a free agency preview. Um, and then after that, we'll do some kind of draft preview coverage, maybe do a mock draft, maybe with some friends. I always say that, but I don't think we had a single guest um, appearance this this year. Our schedule is so. I am crazy. just starting to think we don't have friends. <laughs> well, at least you got me, Matt. I'm oh, here. 
I mean, for now, until you like we hang up and you're going to be bumble. Like, God, this guy doesn't know who Ted Lasso is. <laughs> it's okay. It's a TV show about soccer. And I mean, not really about soccer, but. I mean, how am I friends with this guy this many years? Like, he doesn't watch Ted Lasso? God, fuck. The show took over the world. It's on season three. You haven't heard of this? <laughs> Do you remember, though? Never mind. I don't know why I was thinking about this the other day. Do you remember? Yeah, I have a feeling I know where you're going with this, but please proceed. <laughs> oh, damn it. You know my brain. Yeah, I was going to say. It's like I, I lived what you're about to talk about. But no. Uh, yeah. We were really into that TV show, 24. Keep her south of land. still good. Wow. And uh, yeah, they brought it back a few times. It, not bad. But uh, whatever time it was that it would end, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, we just get on the phone and talk about it. <laughs> Gossiping like freaking schoolgirls. I know. It's like, oh, what, what's going to happen? I can't believe whatever. <laughs> yeah, good times. Watch Ted Lasso, then we can do that again and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll move my schedule around for that, I'm sure. Okay. Okay, thank you. It'll be worth it. Your famous last words. We got this. All right, well, that's the end of the notes, Doc. I think that's it for today. Yeah, thanks for going with me on this journey through yet another NFL season. Oh, my God. It's always a roller coaster of emotions. And yet, we're like, we, we breathe a sigh of relief, and then we turn around like, all right, time for next year. Let's go. Yeah. I know these players just put their bodies on the line every week for like five months straight, but I don't know about them, but I've had enough of a break. I'm ready. <laughs> ready to watch them do it again. <laughs> Bunch of lazy people. Right. So, uh, yeah, with all that being said, you won't hear from us for a couple of weeks, but then we will be back before free agency. Until then. Binge watch the first two seasons of Ted Lasso and we'll talk next. We'll talk soon. I make no promises. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.